It's October 16th, 2015, and we're not actually talking about Dota. I'm Colin Detmar. And I'm Yoniska. And this is Bullet Crow, a Dota 2 podcast. That's what I've heard. It's it's what I just said. Yeah. So, this is a special episode. This one's probably going to be on the shorter end, though I'm not going to promise that, because usually when we say that, we're wrong. Um, so, some stuff came out recently um, about... A policy that uh, Riot Games, the maker of League of Legends, has recently instituted for people who have been found to have inappropriate player names. And we're going to talk specifically about that, but also rather generally about how League and Dota handle troublesome players differently, I think. Hmm. Sort of the broader topic. Um, So specifically... um, Recently, Riot started instituting a um, a different process for people who have been found to have inappropriate names. Um, they are given a uh, a survey, which is um, well. I'll let you talk. We'll talk about what exactly this survey is, but it's a survey asking people about sort of what they've been doing in the last couple of days, sort of attitudes and actions and words. And then they are made to play 50 games with a generic name assigned by Riot. And then they take the survey again. And then they are allowed to pick their own name. Um, Obviously, that's a fairly long process for getting a new name. And part of the reason it works for League of Legends is because your account is assigned... Like, because in League of Legends you have to buy characters, if you lose your account, you're losing all your characters. And that's a big deal. In Dota, that would not work because... You get all your characters for free. Why don't you tell us more about this survey, Johnny? So this survey is a mod. Well, the story I'm reading suggests that the, the survey is a modified version of the aggression scale, which is uh, an, an older uh, survey just measuring general aggression. The questions. Uh, are asking how often during the last seven days, for example, you threaten to hurt or hit someone, uh, said things about others to make people laugh, got angry, just st- uh, questions about aggression and violence in general, like how you've been doing lately. <laughs> and also that they're not specifically limited to, like, those three examples are all things that could happen in League of Legends, but like, one of the questions is, how many times during the last seven day did you slap or kick someone? It's like, that is outside of the realm of League of Legends, obviously. Yeah, and... Oh, it's also worth notice- noting that this is not just a gen- generic aggressive behavior test. This is specifically for young adolescents. Yeah. So, the the questions are aimed towards kids, basically. Yeah, it's it's... I don't know how much how long we can just introduce this with skirting around this. I think this is really disgusting, to be honest. I don't. You don't? I don't. So... I get that their intention is good, but... You can't just gather data about people like this and not say what you're doing with it. 
I'll agree that they should be talking more about what they're doing with it. I'll agree that that's a little uncool. Or, you know what? I'll say that's quite uncool. I think... Well, okay, I think a lot of things. One, this is not a requirement for signing up for an account. This is for when you've been... Essentially, like, convicted is a strong strong word, but it is the most accurate word. When you've been convicted of violating the terms of service and of offending and upsetting other players. And it is not a mandatory process. You could just create a new account. You could, but also, I mean... Hmm. I, I I don't feel like you should, like, ever make a survey re- uh, about someone relating to mental health issues and not tell them, tell them what the data is being used for. It's just it's this is well, we, so... we we agree on that point though. This is let's talk about the points where we don't agree because <laughs> I think I think I think most people that we talk to are going to agree that the fact that they're not disclosing how they're using this is uncool. I think most people, I mean, obviously Riot would disagree because they're the ones doing it. But I think everyone outside is like, whether they like this idea or dislike it, I think everyone is going to say, you need to tell us how you're using this. Because that's just a basic of privacy laws. Yeah. Yeah, I... I just kind of feel like this is pretty standard from for Riot's approach. Like the the feeling I get from this is the same feeling I get from everything Riot does in this direction, which is sort of like just treating their player base like like they're an authority in a position of power over them as people. And it it's it it feels a little overbearing and gross even if they were to tell you how they use this. I would rather they just... And like... Especially considering what crime it is that we are dealing with here. We're dealing with people who are using inappropriate usernames. I would rather they just force assign you a different username. And then be like, no. You can't have I mean, it they've back. Been do- they've been doing that. And clearly, if they're doing this, they feel like it's not working. So, I have a lot of thoughts about this. Um, And one of them relates to, as you mentioned, Riot's overall trend in this category, right? Yeah. Riot has done a lot of stuff trying, sort of like, poking and prodding and seeing what affects player behavior, right? Mm. They've done stuff where they had loading screens where the tips were in red text and in green text. And they're like, huh, that's interesting. When we do red text, players in general, tend to be more aggressive in chat. They've done stuff like advising, like they've had forum posts talking to, like, encouraging uh, younger players to bring their parents and be like, here, this is how you should try, like, these are some ideas as to how you can help your child manage their time with League of Legends, because some people play too much. But also, here's ways in which you can be understanding. Like, they... They go a lot more on... Like, Dota does almost no social engineering, right? Yeah. And obviously that's something Riot is interested in. They also have ideas like, uh, if you get enough... I don't know how this system works these days, but back when I was playing, 
if you got enough commends in a particular category during one season, it would be noted on a loading screen. Like, if you got a lot of teaching commends within one season while you were loading around your character, there would be a little frame that was like, great teacher, you know? They're really interested in trying to push their player base to act more civilly, and they can be a little aggressive about that. And it's obviously something I think we should keep an eye on. But... So, a lot of things about this. One, the fact that they make you take the survey twice, first before having a non-offensive name, and then after playing 50 games with a non-offensive name. Part of that's scientific. They want to see how your answers, how having a name that is not inherently offensive affects your behavior. Hmm. But another part of it is, like, just the scare factor, right? And not, like, literal scare. I don't think you're going to be terrified. But I think they're, like, at least for some people, there's going to be an oh shit moment where it's like, hang on, I'm being given a test that is clearly, like, we think you're an asshole. They're clearly trying to be intimidating, and I don't... I don't necessarily think that's wrong in itself. I, 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 if you're treating other players like an like just like garbage, I don't think you should be able to just keep playing. But, but it's a free to play game, and that's really hard to prevent. That's really hard to prevent, but also because you're selling stuff. Like if you keep banning people, <laughs> then they're having to spend money. That's a kind of tangible. That's a very tangible punishment. Well, there are a couple of things. One, there are some people who never buy anything. Though, I mean, you can still earn characters, so you're wasting in-game time. But, um... And the other thing is that they also have other systems in place. Like, you know about their, um... I'm gonna get a lot of... Heads up. I'm gonna get a lot of terms for this wrong, because I have not immersed myself in the system, but the uh, League of Legends Player Tribunal... Yeah, you are aware I do of this. Know of that. So, uh, for people who don't know, basically, they have a system where there are players who are approved as being like very experienced and having good judgment, and they are called upon to help judge people who are being reported for bad behavior. And it's and also those like their their findings, their like the re- the results of their investigations into these peoples are pu- are published publicly on their forums and I think even the player base gets to vote on the punishment to a certain extent it is a system that tries to get the player base more involved in in improve like it is trying to get the players to help improve their own community once again and... that's the thing where it's like I like the intention here but there are parts here that feel real creepy to me like what? I, I posting it publicly and then asking people to weigh in on the punishment feels really skeevy. I want to clarify. I that is one part where I am less like I feel a little shaky. Like now that I'm saying it, I'm like I'm I don't quite remember if you get to vote on the punishment or if you just see what was done. If it's just a full disclosure thing, hmm. like. I think that's right, but saying it on air, I am a little, I'm a little shaky on my facts here, right? There's just I know, I know, I have the rest of it right. There's just this, the punishment the, the, part, the, the show, the show part of everything <laughs> that's done with this stuff at Riot, just makes me really uncomfortable. 
that's the only way this is ever going to, like, another part of the show part that I assume you will disapprove of is they have a policy on their forums where if you are banned and then you post on the forums saying, this is bullshit, why was I banned? They are allowed to tell you. They're allowed to use chat logs to say, these are the things you said that got you banned. And they will post them in the forums publicly if you posted publicly. That one I'm okay with, because at that point you're basically just trying to paint their their banning process as faulty, and then you have a re- almost a responsibility to show what was done. That's fair, but like I feel like... I mean, like, the tribunal handles, like, toxic people, right? The tribunal isn't for people who were, like, mic spamming, right? Mm. That's not, they don't get, like, the, they don't get petty crimes, as it were. They get people who need to be made an example of. And maybe you disagree with the concept of people who need to be made an example of in an online game, but I absolutely don't. I think there are people who are consistently toxic, and you need to show the player base that this is not okay. They have pros... Like, League of Legends pros who end up losing, like, because a lot of them are being paid by Riot, end up getting fired as pros because they are such pieces of shit in public games. So, I have two different thoughts about that. The first is that if you're gonna make an example, like, showing this is what happens to people who do this stuff, I I think that's fine, but I think you need to depersonalize it. In what way? Like, don't don't post for don't post who did this, for instance. Hmm. Well, okay, that's an interesting idea. Um, I guess the question is like, I mean, they're not giving real names, and if you get banned, what does it matter than your name if you're not going to be able to use it again? I I. Di- that can still be connected to you. You know how the internet works. And even if it sure. can't, I still think that, that... That just makes it into a game show thing, almost. Where it's like, hey, look, at, the, look at this this bad person. Look at his punishment. It's like... I I, I, I... I can see what you're saying. I think game show is probably not the word you want. But, like... I can see what you're saying and, and it being, like, a bit of, like... like like a circus, right? Yeah. But I think to a certain extent that's appropriate. I don't... Th- I think if you get punished... Like, they have the data I don't. But I am pretty damn sure that you get a lot of repeat offenders, right? And if you just, like... If it's not a big deal to you that you get banned and you create a new account... I'm four steps trying to make that follow you, right? Like oh, this guy was a piece of shit and he's banned, but his u- new username looks a lot like his old one and people are gonna, and people who take the time to check, because most people won't, but people who take the time to check will be like, oh, you're that guy who got banned for being a piece of shit and you're kind of acting in a way I don't really care for right now. Like, you don't get, like, it's not like, like the financial concept of declaring bankruptcy, right? You don't get to wash your slate clean. The fact that you've been a trash human follows you to some extent. I... If they're still trash people, then I feel like they should be banned again. And if they're not, then we can actually move on from that, I think. If they're still trash people, they can get banned again. But it's not like you get banned on your first offense. 
like this just like this system if it works the way I'm imagining would just allow people to know more quickly that this person is not mending their ways at all like because there's sort of a built-in buffer of like well this person has done some questionable things but this is the first offense and you know we'll let that one slide but if it's not a first offense because you know from their previous account what happened and how they were behaving then you can more quickly act upon it I I don't really why why do people in general need to well, like why why does anyone but Riot need to to know that? Because it's because Riot isn't watching every game and reading every chat log. They're writing they're reading what is reported. So do you, and I've do you not think reported that... people. I've not reported people who were acting kind of shitty because I was like, well, maybe it's a bad day for them, right? Maybe they're, like, and not, like, people who are being ultra shitty, but people who were, if I knew they were like this all the time, I would report them, and I'm like, well, I'm having a bad day. Maybe they're having a bad day, too. I'll cut them some slack. Yeah, I don't do that. I figure that if if the report system is so sensitive that one stray report from one bad day is enough to get you punished, then they need to work on their report system. (laughs) That's fair. I don't use it the same way you do, though. I yeah. I I basically just report everyone who treats me like shit, and then I leave it leave it up to the system to determine if they are being consistently shit and should be punished. Fair, fair. I, anyway, like I I don't. I I I think it would be cool if like. If Riot wants to have that data and be like, hey, this person who previously acted like shit created a new account and is still being shit, then we can immediately just ban that account again. But okay. if... But I... I have seen... Like, you, I'm sure you've seen as, as well how easily the internet turns into witch hunts. Even good people just orchestrate fucking mobs against people they don't like. I... I'm not for making that sort of behavior easier. Even if that's not currently happening in the League of Legends fanbase, I don't want... I don't want any kind of behavior that encourages it. And Riot making a show out of specific people and their punishments, I feel, does that. Okay. I think that's reasonable. And, you know, there are elements of it... Like, certainly I agree with parts of what you said. Um, let's relate that back to the survey. Okay. No part of this appears to be very public. How do you feel about... I mean, like, I know basically how you feel about that. In, the the thing in general, I think. But, like... Yeah, this is a private process. And my understanding is that, like... One, we don't have any reports of them, like, at, at the end of this being, like, you need counseling. And... If they did, they absolutely, like, in the off chance that it does do that, and just no one's reported it, which they would, because probably Riot would get some kind of legal trouble, I would imagine. Yeah. But even if they did, they absolutely have no way to enforce that. Yeah, um... I am concerned for the possibilities of what they could do with this. I don't see any indication that they are currently abusing this information, but also we don't know. That that we we have no idea what they're doing with this information it remains a problem. 
but I don't I don't see any reason to assume that they are currently abusing it. So is your like is your main problem with this then just just the disclosure thing? Like if the disclo- if they were disclosing how if they said like okay the way we are using this data is we are using this to like learn more about how we should try and like affect behavior in the game with our UI elements and our text and we are also using this to try and make users reflect on what they've done and possibly if it seems like they need the need help just keep an eye on that. If they disclosed all of that, would you then be okay with this as it is? I would... I... I I have had some decent amount of contact with mental health systems here in Sweden, as you know. Mm -hmm. I have a problem mentioning that on this podcast. I don't feel like you should ever force or coerce anyone into taking such a survey. That happens all the time. Yes. That is a basic requirement for many jobs, and I think that's fine. I don't think that's fine. I've I've, I've been through like I've been through people trying to force uh, force treatment upon me when I was not in bad ways where that where that was really misguided, and that has contributed negatively to my own mental health in the past. I think there's a huge line between treatment and a survey i think and obviously like the treatment leads to the survey but if riot was to then go and say you have to take this counseling session to get your account back like i would be calling a lawyer i i i know that it's not going that far but it's it's close enough that i am really uncomfortable with it like don't force this kind of stuff on people Uh, if you if riot says Hey, here's a thing where if you want to to like help us convince you help us help convince us that you should get your privileges back, you can take this survey. Then I would be okay with it, but having it as a like thing you have to do to get your your account naming rights back at all. I I I don't like it. I I find the entire prospect of in any way trying to force people into these surveys really bad. So let me understand your the two examples that you just gave. You're saying like currently like the only way to get your name back is to take the survey. Yeah. And or to get a new name of your choice anyway. And you're saying if it was like Riot said, well, it's possible we'll give your naming rights back just naturally over time. But if you want to massively increase the odds, you can take the survey. You would be okay with that. I would be more okay with it. Like I, that, I see. I am still. I, I. I don't like any form of coercing or forcing when it comes to this stuff. But the more you give people a choice and make it, make it their, their choice to take these kinds of surveys, the more fine I am with it. Ideally, it would be entirely the player's choice, and no coercion would be happening in my view, but I don't think they're going to see it that way, and yeah, either way, like they and definitely they need to say what they're doing with the fucking data, that's yeah, definitely needed. Well, okay, so I feel like there is also a notable difference between 
various kinds of testing, right? Yep. If they were testing for depression or bipolar or anxiety, that's none of their goddamn business. But they're not. They're testing for, like, are you a person who serially hurts other people? And I feel like that's, I mean, like, that doesn't necessarily make it okay, but I feel like that is at least an important distinction, right? Like, I I have had some psycho, I have had some experience with psychologists and psychiatrists and the like myself. Not a ton, but I have had some. And I am comfortable saying that my problems were, none of them were around me being aggressive towards other people. And if they were, like, there are, there, there's such a thing as, like, court-ordered psychology for people who are hurting other people, right? Obviously, this is a completely different scale. This is way, 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 way different. But I think there's an important difference between, like, you seem to have some problems, let us help, and, no, you're hurting people and you need to fucking stop. There definitely is. I would... And... But here's here's two things. First of all, they can already tell if you're a person who is serially hurt, hurting other people. Because you're doing so in their game where they have the chat logs for that. Sure. Secondly, there's a huge difference between a court being like, No, you are breaking laws. We are going to try to, try to get you help so you can stop... Stop hurting people, and a private corporation doing the same. Of course, of course, there's a huge difference. Um, and I guess, like, the things I would say is, like, one of the things I think the point of this test is, is the wake-up call, right? Like, of course Riot knows you're a piece of shit. Do you know you're a piece of shit? Would that realization help you correct your behavior? Are you like, well, I got banned, but I had a bad day. This happens to everyone now and then. And then you're presented with this test and you're like, and you're and you're like, what the fuck is this? And you start answering it and you're like, oh man, I am probably not going to answer this honestly, <laughs> but it is making me think about some things. I've had tests like that, you know, I've had tests, I've had psychological tests where as I was answering it, I was like, oh. Oh boy. <laughs> Usually when you know? when tests are designed for that, they throw away the data. We don't know if they throw away the data. We I assume they don't, yeah, but I, I assume they don't as well. Knowing Riot, they are they intend to make use of this data to improve their tools and the way they handle things. Which I would be okay well, the- with if they said so. And also, if they also, I would very much appreciate it if, in using it, they anonymized it. Yeah, oh, definitely. Like, obviously, that's right. If they don't, then th- that I don't know it's if a big I don't know if that's illegal, but it's definitely unethical. Yeah. And I guess the way all of this relates to Dota, in my opinion, is the like. Riot tries to make its players better people. Yeah. Very, through various methods. And Dota doesn't really... Like, I won't say Dota doesn't care about that, but they certainly... Dota doesn't try anything like that. Tro, D- Dota says, if you're a shitty person, we're going to make you play with shitty people. Yeah. And that's basically the extent of it. Game Newell talks a lot about how they want to... to make sure that people play with people who make the game better and not worse and it's a lot of talk (laughs) and I guess like how do you feel about those different attitudes in general like setting aside how both 
games actually handle it in reality, because when the rubber meets the road, things get tricky. What do you think about those, the, the like, the different theories that seem to be represented here? I feel like Riot's goals are noble in trying to improve their, uh, their player base, and Valve's lack of interest is troubling, but also, I don't know if I would trust Valve with this stuff as more any more than I trust Riot. Well, and I, I, I agree with you, but just playing devil's advocate for a moment here, don't you think it's a little arrogant? Like, the very idea that you're going to, through the way you treat players in your online video game, fix people's behavior, doesn't that seem inherently pretty arrogant to you? I think fix is the wrong word. I think you can't you can't like out and out just replace someone's personality, but you can give incentives for people to behave like human beings and not like little hell spawns. Okay. I I think I think that's I don't think that's an inadmirable <laughs> idea, but you have to be very careful about implementing this sort of thing, obviously. I think that's a really good note to end on, Johnny. Yeah. We only spent half an hour. <laughs> For us, that's pretty damn good. Yeah. All right, everybody. This has been Bottle Crow, a Dota 2 podcast. You can find us on Twitter at, at Bottle Crow. If you want to send us any emails with questions or comments, you can find us at BottleCrowPodcast at gmail.com. We're on iTunes. Any ratings or reviews are greatly appreciated. And if you wanted to tell a friend or any other buddy you play with about this podcast, it's a great way for us to spread word. Um, big thanks to Reddit user Pomodi for use of the Harmonies of New Bloom music pack, which is our intro and outro music for this. It's on the uh, Dota 2 store. It is in-game music, and I highly recommend it. It's quite fantastic. Um, and we're part of a Scanline Media network. You can find us at scanlinemedia.com. We do general games critique through video and reviews and podcasts and we also have a patreon at patreon.com slash scanline media all contributions go towards funding equipment and software and basically just site stuff none of this goes into anybody's pockets and anything you can offer is appreciated but not necessary and uh thanks very much guys we'll see you next time bye